Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Last year, Nellie Walsh survived two very serious assassination attempts, one in Tala in October and a second one in December in Carlo. Danny Walsh had served a lengthy sentence for trying to kill a guy called Michael Fraser. Michael Fraser would have been a known uh, criminal figure, would have been an associate of Fat Freddy Thompson, and it was believed that Nellie Walsh was hired as a sort of gun for hire rather than anything personal. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs, and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. An arson attack on an innocent family home. Two sworn enemies locked in a bitter feud and fears that tensions will escalate. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the fire in a Clondalkin house in Dublin linked to the 10-year row between gangland hothead Nellie Walsh and jailed Kinnahan Lieutenant Padder Keating. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Show me your glasses. Where did you get these? I got them in a local optician in Fibsbers. Didn't go to Specsavers? No, didn't go to Specsavers, no. So I've been compared <laughs> to, you saw the, uh, obviously I've been compared to Roy Orbison more yeah. recently. Yeah. Big O, who's a fantastic singer. It's very difficult to pick glasses. <laughs> Especially in, a, in well, opticians because there's, there's so a, many, there's walls of them. Well, there's an implication there of failed to pick the right ones, obviously, <laughs> isn't there? But uh, even beyond that, what happened to me was, yeah. You uh, look like the guy out of Up. That, that's what people have been saying. Have they? Uh, the old man out of Up. Yeah. Which is a good, good film, uh, but not necessarily a look that you want to go for, is it? Well, you look that in a sort of a younger, kind actually, of more quirky way. Actually, what happened to me was I was in there looking at them and there was some woman she'd been wheeled in but on a in her wheelchair by her carer. Yeah. And every time I put on, she said, no, I don't like them. I don't <laughs> like them. And uh, the carer then was getting involved as well, saying no. So I just said, I'll just take them and just... Well, funny, I went there. to Specsavers and the woman, I was sent off. Yeah. I was told how shocking it was that I hadn't had glasses up to that yeah. point. But see, I actually had a pair of glasses and what happened to me was, mm. spent a fortune on them. Yeah. Didn't go to Specsavers, went yeah. to this really fancy optician, bought these designer things. And they fell off my head and I drove over them in the car. I mean, and I got so annoyed with myself that I just went, right, I don't need them. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, eventually had to go and there's just like four, three walls of the shop are just glasses and then another little stand in the middle, forward and back glasses. Yeah. Which ones do you want? And it's like, I haven't a clue. No. So I just let the woman choose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And nobody's slagged me quite as much as no. you. No, people. Well, I think somebody said to me, you look like a brain box. So so who said that to your mother? <laughs> one, one of the kids mentioned it. Okay. You look like a brain box. Yeah, brain so I'm going to go for that. Probably isn't a kind of word maybe adults use, is it? No, probably not. So um, anyway. Speaking of brain boxes. Yeah. Um, Nellie Walsh. Nellie Walsh. Uh, 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 Do you know what I'm going to say before we start this? Like this feud started around 2012 between Nellie Walsh and Patter Keating. Yeah. These are adult men. Yeah. And... You know, there's bullets involved in this. Yeah. There's people killed. And like, like all these gangland feuds, can they just never park them? It's an ego thing, is it? Well, I don't know. I mean, Nellie Walsh is particularly, uh, obviously, a volatile sort of character. And But if you remember back in the day, um, when he first started making the Sunday world as, as this feud began... Um, he always engaged with us on social media. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. Like there's, he would always, if we put up, uh, you know, I remember the front page we put up about him surviving a, a, a hit attempt and he was, he commented on it, you know, use rats, didn't, the rats didn't get me and all the of rats, that. Yeah. So he's still doing that uh, yeah. 10 years on. And this has caused his latest issue, which isn't a course. There was a family, people... Look, it was only last week or the week before, and I remember it was on RTE News. Yeah. Um, there was a story about a house in Clondalkin that had gone on fire during yep. the the night, and there was a woman in her fifties upstairs. Two guardi had got up on a ladder basically and saved her. The rest of the people in the house had got out, but this was a sure thing that she would have been killed had they not. Yep. Bravely and kind of outside their job. Yep. No description really to be yep. going into a burning building. But nonetheless, um, they were thanked and honoured by their their the police and their local Clondalkin or Ronestown, was it? I'm not sure. Either or. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And then, of course, the, the thing at the end of the news was that the Guardi didn't suspect that the fire had started by accident. So you kind of read between the lines and know this has got something to do probably with intimidation or something. But in the end of the day, this is an innocent family. And they've been targeted in an effort to get at Nellie Walsh by presumably and suspectedly Patter Keating, who's behind bars. So, yeah, of course. So he's behind bars. He obviously has not uh, uh, thrown any, any, you know, launched any arson attack personally. But that obviously is the suspicion. I mean, this is a long running issue. Um, last year, uh, Nellie Walsh survived two very serious uh, assassination attempts, one in October in Tallaght in October and a second one in December in Carlo. On, both, on the first occasion, a machine gun was fired at him. He narrowly escaped. He escaped with only really minor injuries. And in, in December, just before Christmas, on the run up to Christmas, he'd arranged to buy a car. When he got there, a couple of uh, guys jumped out with a handgun and shot at him six times. So this has been a concerted effort to kill him. I mean, they're only the most recent. He obviously had spent a long period in prison when things had died down. Uh, Nellie Walsh had 
you know, had served a lengthy sentence. I think it was something like seven years behind bars uh, in total for trying to kill a guy called Michael Fraser. Michael Fraser would have been a known uh, criminal figure, would have been an associate of Fat Freddy Thompson. And um, it was believed that Nellie Walsh was hired as a sort of gun for hire rather than anything personal. So that that was the... You so come back to the origins of this um, before we come on to the idea that Patrick Keating can, you know, is suspected of having arranged an arson attack from behind bars in prison. But come back to the origins. It began in 2012 when his own gang accused him of trying to muscle in on the drugs trade in West Dublin. So he was basically trying to take a slice of the action. Yeah, they were himself. they were kind of young guns, I suppose. Yeah. Um, they would have had, a you know, connections maybe with associates of John Gilligan, people like that kind of off the off centre. But there was obviously a very established uh, Kinning cartel network run by Patter Keating, but also, you know, they they really controlled that part of West Dublin, more for the, the Bomber Kavanagh, uh, sort of the Bomber Kavanagh franchise. And like Patter Keating back in 2012 wouldn't have been that, we wouldn't have been that well known with him, but of course... Well, no, we wouldn't have known him that well, if no. you know what I mean. He was a character that was sort of in the ether. But um, back in 2012, of course, the Kinnahans are in Spain. Um, they have just about opened, Daniel Kinnahan has just about opened his boxing gym in Spain. They have very much migrated there to the Costa del Sol. But they are two years after Operation Shovel, which was an effort by Europol to take them down. And there's figures floating around that they are at this point back in business, uh, have beaten Shovel and are basically in control of up to 90% of the drug trade in Ireland. They had become extremely powerful. They'd made wholesale connections down in Limerick and elsewhere. And in Clondalkin, which is valuable drugs turf, uh, you have Patter Keating. And Patter Keating is one of probably Bomber Kavanagh's number one man here in Ireland. Now, Bomber Kavanagh was at this point in 2012 based in Birmingham. He was establishing himself as the Kinahan's number one man in the UK. Yep. That franchise. And in Dublin, he had the Byrne brothers, David yep. and Liam, and Patrick Keating was his kind of, basically his lieutenant. Yeah, basically. Um, and they probably had their own, uh, Patrick Keating and Liam Byrne probably had their own kind of clients, for want of a better term. But Patrick Keating and that network um, had a very established sort of drugs business, not just the distribution and the sale of them, but also a number of businesses laundering money, um, a number of seemingly legitimate businesses laundering them. They would have been maybe a decade older than than Nellie Walsh. But Nellie Walsh obviously was one of these kind of guys that become famous in gangland as a really young man. Um, and they spring up all the time, these kind of reckless... Head the balls. Head the balls. Yeah. Head the and balls. And somebody who's ambitious and probably isn't going to take orders and isn't going to follow the order. Yeah. And no, yeah, exactly. Not bow down to the to the, to the the order. Um, and he was also like one of these prolific social media guys who, who, who wanted to, you know, make a bit of a name for himself and was unlike Patter Keating, who seemed to go to extreme lengths all through his criminal career until he was more or less starting to get arrested for the Michael Gately uh, hit. Mm -hmm. A deliberate effort by Patter Keating to always stay under the radar. Nellie Walsh was putting up pictures of him himself with guns and balaclavas and making threats, commenting on stories about him himself. Mm -hmm. Seemed to enjoy the limelight. If you send him an email on Facebook, he'd get back to you. Um, you know, not the kind of guy who's uh, probably got that longevity. 
Well, um, having said that, we're he's now still in here. 2023 and he's still yeah. here despite all these attempts on his life. And as he says on TikTok. And this um, is the most recent kind of social media posting by Nellie Walsh, which is probably... Yeah, so he's on. He's kind on. of what kickstarted maybe this well possible arson attack. Yeah, well, I think it probably did. Mm. Um, you know, there's obviously been two two attempted hits on his life. We know then last year, subsequently, then he seems to have moved around the country, spent some time down south in the south southern part of Ireland. Um, but obviously, it was sparked recently, and he's on TikTok saying thirty bullets still alive, took six bullets, and I'm still here. I use ready. And we're coming for you's rats then in another one. Um, so, and he's referring to Keating and referring the organisation as being rats. And of course, that floats around in the gangland ether a lot. Accusations are constantly being levelled at the top of the Kinahan organisation. Um, you know, certainly a narrative has been put out by members of, I suppose, the Hutch organised crime group who are at war with the Kinnahans, that why are the Kinnahans still free? Is it because they're touting and they've given up everybody else? Now, um, there's no concrete evidence of any of that, but that does float around. And I think that sort of accusation of ratting um, in the underworld is thrown out quite willy-nilly. I mean, if somebody basically gets away with something, uh, despite the fact that there are coincidences and sometimes people aren't caught with their hands on yep. drugs or maybe the laws don't allow the state prosecute them for something, they will be branded a rat and the punishment for a rat is death. Yeah. I mean, obviously the uh, the the, f- the feud between Keating and, and Nellie Walsh is very bitter. People's families have been involved. Um Obviously, Nellie Walsh is a very close friend of his. He was killed, Dean Johnson. Uh, it is, it's been said. And when was Dean Johnson killed? Was it 2012? Um, I'll just double check that. But mm. um, So he was killed. He'd been out with Nellie Walsh in a pub. He wasn't involved in crime. Dean, Dean Johnson, a sort of r- relatively ordinary Joe. I think they'd swapped jackets at some point during the night. Somebody had jumped out of a car and, and shot at him. Um, thinking he was Nellie Walsh and he had died. Um, so there was, that was, it goes back that far, you know. And it was 2014 when um, Michael Fraser was shot in a church car park. Yeah. And he managed to drive himself to a Garda station where he got help. Yeah. And it was for that attack, attempted murder, that Walsh was jailed. Yeah. In prison, he's been attacked a number of times he by has. members of the Kinahan cartel. Presuming now, if... He's out of jail at the moment, but has to be separated completely from them. Yeah. Is he at war now with the Kinahan cartel or is it just a personal grunt? Well, I mean, I don't know. I presume he's, uh, he, look, I mean, you can see the the, the resources that, that uh, you know, the Kinahan cartel have still. Mm. People might be locked up. They still have, uh, which Patrick Keating has been through all these incidents where Lincoln didn't him. He's never been arrested or charged, obviously. Um, but whether Nellie Walsh has those sort of resources or backup, anything he does, he probably has to do himself. Um, you know, so there, there it's, it's yeah, the, there are resources there still, particularly kind of on the ground for these types of things. Keating, of course, um, has a kind of a checkered track record when it comes to assassination attempts. Yeah. Um, he's understood to be the guy that would have directed, shall we say, Glenn Clark, who was a young man from Dublin who 
um, before he died himself with a gunshot wound to the head, believed to be self-inflicted or accidentally inflicted, he had been linked to the murder of the Trevor O'Neill in, in Trevor O'Neill in Majorca. Yeah. Um, it's understood he was flown out to Majorca after uh, Jonathan Hutch was seen there on holidays. Uh, and he was flown out to Majorca to carry out a hit on Jonathan Hutch. Jonathan Hutch got away and Trevor O'Neill was shot dead in front of his family. But previous to that, uh, Clark was also suspected of being the gunman down here at the IFSC. Yeah. Um, he went down to target a member of the Hutch organisation and he ended up killing a homeless man called Martin O'Rourke, a completely innocent man who was actually on the road to recovery himself and uh, expecting a new baby. Um, so Keating was the associate really of Clark who is suspected of having brought him in for those paid hits. Yeah, I think um, Keating like was, you know, especially as the feud went on, Keating became the the the, the man bomber Kavanaugh trusted most and the man he expected to uh, fix the things that needed to be fixed in Ireland. And Glenn Clark was probably the the gunman of choice for the the burn organised crime group during that uh, during that phase of the feud, and Patter Keating was suspected of being a fixer for all of these things: the movement of guns, um, you know, getting cars, getting information, and we saw that obviously with the Mago Gately, where we saw he was involved in, uh, you know, procuring trackers, putting them on cars. So that that's kind of the role he had mm. in that sinister role, really, in the background of a kind of a yeah. and 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 we'll talk in a minute about how he kind of became more hands on and how he was ultimately caught in an attempt to kill Mago Gately. But just going back to Glenn Clark, because you know Glenn Clark basically was linked by DNA to the gun that was used in the Martin O'Rourke. Uh, murder, which was dumped in a bin and he made his getaway that time on a bicycle. That was at the very early beginnings of the feud in 2016. And again, in um, Mallorca, he was caught on CCTV and he was captured coming into the, through the airport, etc. Uh, the gun was never found that was used in relation to Trevor O'Neill, but it was believed it was sourced on the island by the Kavanaugh organisation. Um, so Keating sort of was his boss here, I suppose, as yep. in, in Ireland and probably part of the structure that would ultimately lead to his paymaster for these murders. But Clark, um, sometime later, was found dead in a car with a gun and he, there had there is a gunshot wound to him and it was suspected that this was a kind of an accident. Yeah, I mean, there was, was, there was a few theories, wasn't there, initially? Well, the investigation was completed. Yeah. And it was put down to an accidental death. His body was released to the family and he was cremated. Um, and the car, I don't know what happened it, but it was after that, after sort of that investigation into his death was closed, that he was linked to the other two murders and it was realised that this is actually a hitman. Yeah. And then the other theories started coming forward that, you know, was he shot because of these two botched hits? Yeah. There was no way of going back to yeah. investigate that. Um, it was something that was sort of, uh, I think, one of those situations that the Gardaí quickly moved on from it. Yeah. There was actually no salvaging the situation because the investigation had been so quickly shuttered. Yeah. Um, so that, that was his end. But Keating then... I suppose, after those botched hits and other ones um, and a lack of success 
that was seen from the Kinahan Kavanaugh organization. A bit of frustration from the bosses, Bomber Kavanaugh and Daniel Kinahan. They decided that Mago Gately was the one they really wanted to. He was their target number one. And they, as we have spoken about before on this podcast, brought Imre Arrakis into the country. And Kavanaugh and Daniel Kinahan decided they didn't want to put, leave anything to risk this time. They were definitely going to finish him off. They needed a big head and a plate. And they used their own inner circle, people who wouldn't usually be as hands-on in these murders. Keating, I think, drove the car north that was used, that was to be used, put the trackers on it. Um, and him and others, including Douglas Glynn, uh, Kit then Kinahan's main man in the in Dublin were all lifted and jailed in relation to this plot yep. to kill. They didn't realise that Imre Arrakis was already under surveillance because of another murder he was suspected of in Lithuania. Yep. And that Europe had come together and had sort of warned one another that if he was coming into your territories, he was up to something. And of course, they'd noticed that he'd flown to Ireland on a number of occasions, tipped off the Gardaí when he was on his way in this time and they set up a surveillance operation and they caught them all red-handed, basically. Yeah. Phones, messages, the lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Keating then obviously pled guilty when it came before the Special Criminal Court. He's currently locked up in Port Leash Prison. In Port Leash Prison, he has become one of the guys uh, controlling what goes on in there. Yeah. Very much his seniority has carried through into Port Leash. Um, he's directing one of the landings there, uh, calling the shots among the criminals of all types. Um, so that's obviously where the suspicion arises that that he has been able to reach from in behind bars to still direct this uh, campaign against Nelly Walsh. Obviously, the 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 issue with Nelly Walsh is um, very very personal. It's not just a, a an issue. What is about that? Is it a pride thing now? Well, I think it's to do with um, Pater Keating's partner. Um, is her brother was was killed? A guy called Jay Carroll. Uh, Jay Carroll didn't have uh, a lot of criminal convictions. I think the family maintained he was not involved in criminality. However, there are other sources who have said that he was uh, involved in maybe uh, laundering money for for the Kinahan network. He was shot. He was de- close enough to Daniel Kinahan. He was close enough to Daniel Kinahan. Um, he was obviously uh, Patter Keating's brother-in-law, and he was shot dead um, as this feud developed with Nellie Walsh. Because um, I think that was around 2013. That was 13, from memory because yeah. um, I remember doing up a timeline for something I was doing, and Daniel Kinahan, like Jay Carroll, was supposed to be one of Daniel Kinahan's besties, like, yeah. and he was shot dead. Yeah, and the following day. Daniel Kinahan got into the ring at a white collar boxing event in Marbella. Yeah. And carried on regardless. Yeah. I mean, certainly didn't cancel anything in respect of the the friend's death or anything like that. No. And I mean, obviously, the Nellie Walsh faction was blamed, at least by Patter Keating, for this murder. So that's a decade ago, but it's, it's you know, that shows you the level of, of uh, hatred that's going on. Um, There's a 200,000 bounty on the head of Nellie Walsh, they say. Yeah. Um, so Patter Keating's in jail. We at least know where he is. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a problem if he's getting orders or communication to his network outside yeah. and is able to order things like this. And he clearly has access still to cash and his network are still clearly making 
drug money. Nellie Walsh is a different case because with a £200,000 bounty on his head, he's the most under threat criminal in the country. And he is very volatile and he could show up anywhere and do anything. And he's moving about a bit. He was recently back in his native Ronanstown. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely spent a good bit of time down down in the southern part Carlo. of the country while he was in Carlo and he was mm. also believed to be in the south the southeast as well for a period of time. He definitely was. Um, so he... Do you know anything about his finances? Well, I can't imagine they're that good. Um, the time he was almost shot, he was meeting somebody who had absolutely nothing to do with anything to buy a car and he was buying a, car, a used car for a thousand euros so, look, he's just not on the same level. However, you know, he's a volatile character. He's able to do what he can do. Um, it's not going to be, it's not organised crime as we know it. Uh, getting on TikTok and threatening your rivals is is not, uh, what would you call it, criminal mastermind no. stuff. But he is certainly uh, somebody to be feared. It's and, that really dangerous yeah. stuff, isn't it? It's and that these, kind of Drahada feud style, mocking and taunting and almost, you know, come on, come and get me sort of stuff. And that is the really difficult stuff to police. Yeah, and you get these kind of uh, volatile characters, uh, maybe somebody like Robbie Lawler or somebody like that, who, you know, they 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 are, they strike a bit of fear in gangland as well because people know that they're capable of doing something, even if they're likely to get caught or, or not get away with it. Mm. Um, and I think that causes a bit of fear because how, like, you know, how can you stop it? I mean, the the, the investigation into Patrick Keating's network continues. There's mm. been cab raids in recent months. Uh, targeting is his his network. Um, and his network is still based in the same area, the Clondalk. So they're both all on top of one another, the same as... They're, they're all on top of yeah. one another. Um, mm -hmm. So watch TikTok to see what happens next. Yeah, Unfortunately, I mean, it's crazy as it might seem, but that that's that's where this is. And it's that's where it's been for 10 years. I mean, it's yeah. 10 years since we put up uh, a story about Nellie Walsh and he, he started commenting. And then I do 30 know... 30 bullets is a lot to survive, isn't it? 30 bullets is a lot. It is a yeah. lot. I mean, he is an incredible survivor. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of a gangland loner, I think, to an extent. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the glasses work. The glasses glass. work, yeah, yeah, they do work, yeah. Yeah, do they, they work? As have a you found question? that, that you, you're more intelligent when you had the man? I, well, look, it's hard to get more intelligent than I am already, yeah. but it po quite possibly am. Yeah. Um, well, look, I mean, not to make light of this, this Nellie Walsh situation is incredibly volatile. Yeah, and I mean, you have to... When you have innocent people getting targeted, that fire in that home um, yeah, could I mean, have ended up in a the death of a 50-year-old woman. Absolutely. Nothing and there's, to do with crime. There's other, there was other people in the house, younger yeah. people who could have also. And There was a toy in the front garden, actually. Yeah, noticed. so it's it's scary. And, and the neighbours, like, I mean, the other houses could have gone on fire. And yeah. um, and that investigation continues, obviously, that where what accelerants were used and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it's not to make light of it. It is an extremely dangerous and volatile situation. Um, Portlaoise Prison, like... I suppose we've no exact evidence that Walsh is, or sorry, that Patrick Keating is picking up the phone and ordering people what to do. But at the same time, it remains a worry that these guys locked up can be as dangerous. Yeah. And if also, I mean, there are going to be a good lot of them coming out in the near near enough future. Mm. I mean, a lot of the, the Kinnan network pled guilty in the special criminal court to... About five, six, seven years. Six, seven, eight years for these yeah. kind of uh, charges under anti-gangland laws where they're not uh, 
pleading guilty to murder, but they're pleading guilty to mm. participation in an attempted murder. So they've, 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 a lot of them have got sort of similar sentences. Some of them will come to an end in the next year or two. They'll be out and, ba- out and about again. Um, but undoubtedly, like, their financial power and their cell structures have been dismantled because often even if you, and you saw it with the terrorist organisations, if you were able to disrupt them and even jail them for two and four years, that was enough to dismantle the cell units that they were because it's in the cell units that they're particularly dangerous. Um, And also the fact that they have this constant, they had this constant supply of drugs and firearms. I mean, there was no limits and it was efficient and smooth. Like without the, the, the money from that, these guys won't have any power at all. Um, so they they need they need the people above them as well to 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 you know give them authority and give and allow them to make the money that that can spread these things. So as regards feuds, I may be hitting you with this now, but you've got this one going on in Clondalk, and obviously the Finglas remains terribly volatile with the flashy mob. Um, there are, I suppose, another couple of small incidents in Drada continues on. Um, the situation in Limerick seems a lot quieter. A lot quieter, yeah. Um, but you know, you see these kind of random acts of violence. Even if you see in 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 Galway this this weekend, a totally other scale maybe than than the Hutchkinen feud. But there's yeah, there, there these that's a some of these things are linked to ongoing things that have gone on for years and. I suppose this one shows you that these things don't tend to go away. No, and you see there's probably stuff bubbling away under the surface that you wouldn't be aware of at the moment that could result in what will end up being the next big feud. Yeah. Because when you look back at this, this was basically a personality, like being Nellie Walsh, not willing to toe the line, out there doing his own thing, and then, you know, wanting to go it alone, which is exactly what happened in Drogheda. Yeah. And pretty much, you know, if you peel back the layers... It's probably ultimately what happened in the Kinahan organization. Yeah. You know, that, that sometimes when, when the leadership becomes old, powerful and dictating, yeah. you will have these, you probably don't have sort of law-abiding people that go and get themselves involved oh. in the drug dealing industry in the oh. first place. So you probably have a lot of people with volatile characteristics anyway who don't like authority. No. And I think when organizations get very powerful, you will always have that pullback and... Yeah, people get 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 jealous and greedy and mm. want more for themselves. Absolutely, but it just shows you how long these things can go on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review, or why not download the free SundayWorld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.